This podcast episode is powered by Afropods, the world's number one podcasting platform for African stories. Thank you very much, uh, Mr. Wim Van Heliputa, MTN uh, Uganda CEO, for agreeing to have this sit down with us, the Kenyan Wall Street, mm-hmm. uh, to basically help us unpack uh, the, M- the upcoming uh, MTN Uganda IPO. Yeah. Um, so maybe we we could start at uh, the basic numbers. So MTN is the is currently the leading um, telco in Uganda. Uh, I think your market share is about 59%. Uh, you know, you've shown amazing growth uh, over the years. Maybe you could just uh, let us know about uh, your current numbers, how they're looking, and uh, future prospects for the company. Okay, so MTN Uganda, as you rightfully say, is, is the leading telco uh, in, in, in Uganda. It's, it's basically a two-player market now eh, because uh, some of the smaller players have recently even quit the market, like AfriServe. Public knowledge, smart, also left the market. So basically, a two-player market. Uh, we are currently having 15. Or we will end the year with 15.7 million subscribers, um, and 5.3 of them uh, active data subscribers, and nine and a half million uh, mobile money subscribers. So keep on growing every year with more than a million new subscribers. Um, because we've been growing, you know, 10, 12, 12% actually uh, subscriber growth over the last few years. Uh, and we think that that is going to continue on that same trend. Yeah, and, and you've mentioned that uh, at the moment you you are a two-player a two market. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that uh, sort of a challenge or an opportunity from where you sit? Well, it's, uh, it's, it's a natural, you know, selection process. Uh, a few years ago, we were seven or eight players in the market. Okay, the, there were a lot of new licenses that were issued. A lot of new players came in the market. But ultimately, you know, through natural selection, we remain with two strong players, which, uh, which I think is, is, not, is not bad because uh, now you really can focus on delivering quality, doing the investments, of course, there's healthy competition, but having too many players is value destructive. Maybe the customers enjoy it in the short term, but in the long term, nobody invests or you don't invest enough to continue delivering quality. So having not enough players is not good. A monopoly is definitely not good, but having too many players is also not good. So is the right balance two or three, let's say somewhere in between? I keep saying uh, a two plus one market is is the best market to be in. Two strong players and a third one, a good challenger to keep you know everybody honest uh, with their customers, so that you have the right balance between a fair price and still keep on investing in in the right quality, so that everybody you know gets uh, value for money. Yeah, and uh, and I think it's interesting what you mentioned, especially about investments, uh, because I think MTN has been, uh, especially around data, you, uh, I believe you're the first telco in instance in East Africa to introduce 4G way back in 2014. Mm. Um, how does that coverage look like at the moment? And uh, what are the plans for, say, 5G or uh, any other future coming technology? We did a test, uh, a trial uh, on 5G in January 2020, so we can... Add that on our list of uh, the first to be in East Africa. Uh, of course, it was just a, com- a, a trial. It's not yeah. a, like a commercial launch. But now to come back on, on the 4G question, 
Uh, we are very disciplined at MTN, not just Uganda, but also at a group level, international, uh, very disciplined in terms of CapEx allocation. Okay, uh, We don't roll out a 4G network in areas where there are no 4G handsets. So we have been very disciplined in rolling out 4G in urban areas, the suburban areas, and as and when we see 4G-enabled handsets coming up onto the network in particular areas, we follow with the 4G deployment. So today, we don't have 4G everywhere in the country. Okay. Also, we don't have the, the right spectrum yet, 700 or 800 megahertz, to do the 4G rural coverage in a cost-efficient way. So we're really focusing on fishing where the fish are. Okay. Uh, in the urban areas, we know where the traffic is, we know where the handsets are. That's where we're massively deploying 4G to capture that opportunity. And as and when the 4G demand will grow, we'll definitely follow with the right rollout at the right location at the right time. Awesome. I think that's, that's very well put. Uh, so maybe let's talk about uh, the revenues. Uh, so MTN has been recording steady growth uh, mm. in revenues think, yeah. over the past five years. Um, as well, uh, the bit number margins have been uh, increasing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think last year you were at about 49.5. Yeah. What does the outlook for 2021 look like and you know, just uh, the years uh, ahead? So the, the forecast figures that we are sharing is that we will end the year 2021 now with more than 51% EBITDA margin. Okay? Uh, and the revenue keeps on growing by at least 10% year after year for the last few years. And, and that is in a context of uh, a challenging 2021 and also very challenging 2020, okay? Uh, a lot of people say, yes, you telcos, you, you benefited from the, the corona, the lockdown. Yeah, a little bit to a certain extent. Data revenues were up, but uh, voice revenues were down and, and, and mobile money revenues were very much down. We had to implement free P2P. And, and mobile money thrives on the informal economy. Now, if you have a lockdown, there's not much informal economy going on or less informal economy. And even now, we still have a curfew at 7 p.m. in Uganda. So part of the famously Kampala nightlife is not happening. So that also affects, you know, mobile money, a lot of activity, business, informal activity is not happening. So 20 and 21 were difficult years, but we still have been able to deliver 10% revenue growth and continuously EBITDA margins are improving. Yeah, you've mentioned as well the voice revenues decreasing. Um, and on the flip side, uh, I know there is increasing uh, in data revenues as well. Uh, from your point of view, are you seeing uh, the data revenues growing as fast uh, as, uh, as we know that the global trends is that voice revenues are, are decreasing all over the world for most telcos? Uh, Let me just clarify one point. Uh, As an absolute figure, the voice revenues are not yet declining. Okay, They are going down as the percentage of the total contribution. Okay, But in absolute figures, we still have 4-5% growth on the voice revenues. And we believe that that is going to continue for at least another two, probably three years before we get to that you know, famous global in, in inflection point where the voice revenues in absolute figures now start going down or coming down. We are not in Uganda. We are not yet at that point. So as absolute figure, the, the voice revenues keep on growing uh, and the data revenues are, are on a 
30%-35% kind of annual growth. So it's still a lot of driver in terms of, you know, voice, we're holding on to it, not yet declining. And data is really growing uh, 30, 35% plus. So the overall top line is definitely growing uh, with more than 10, 12%. That's what we're looking at at medium term guidance is low, du- low double digit growth, which, you know, means 10, 11, 12, uh, at least, you know, that kind of level. So we think that in the next few years, uh, when the 20 and 21 are behind us and, and the economy really opens up, we actually should be having revenue growth slightly higher than what we've been having over the last two, three years. Awesome. Uh, so maybe that gives us the perfect segue then into the IPO. Um, so, of course, you know, there's the, the backstory being uh, the new regulations in Uganda, which required uh, the telcos to uh, at least list 20% of yeah. Of their shareholding to to, to local investors, mm. um, but then you got the NTO license last year, and they, you've been very quick to to actually list the IPO <laughs> earlier than the two years uh, given. So maybe what what are the main reasons for for the IPO? Yeah, so you you've touched on it. I mean, there's a license obligation. Okay, we have until June next year. Uh, so listing now, it's not like we're waiting in the very last minute, and which always always you know would be a challenge. And then you're almost like forced to do it. So we felt like uh, let's take enough time to prepare ourselves, but also let's not be, you know, last minute. Uh, and then you maybe you hit a roadblock somewhere and then it becomes a whole challenge. So it is a license obligation. You've rightfully said that. But we looked at it and said, can we turn this obligation into an opportunity? Because currently we only have two shareholders. We have MTN International, 96%. And then we have Mr. Mbire, a Ugandan businessman with 4%. The biggest taxpayer, the biggest indirect employer, the, the biggest company of Uganda, you can't have two shareholders. So we, we sympathized and we understood you know, that it was high time. It was overdue, long overdue actually, to open up our, our shareholder base and to widen it. So we looked at this listing obligation and we said, let's turn this into an opportunity to get thousands and thousands. And we're really ambitious. Uh, we want 20, 50, maybe, you know, maybe uh, if I can dream loud, uh, loudly, maybe 100,000 shareholders, that would just be amazing. Uh, and that would really deliver on the promise or the expectation of, of, of government or the authorities in Uganda that we localize. It is a, is a localization through listing. But the emphasis is on localization, uh, not just Uganda, but at least from a regional perspective uh, to localize our shareholder base. Awesome. You know, to, to, to talk about more about uh, uh, the dreaming out aloud of getting, trying to get 100,000 retail investors on board. Um, so you, you, you've put in place a lot of share incentives, especially yeah. for, for Uganda. Uh, MTN and by extension yeah. East African citizens. Yeah. So maybe could you just walk us through the various incentives that you're looking uh, to bring on board more retail investors? So there are two incentives for the retail. So first, there is a 5% bonus share incentive for all East African citizens. Yeah. Ugandans, East, Af- East Africans in general, Kenyans, uh, South Sudan, all East African citizens are benefiting from 5% bonus shares. And then on top of that, if you use the MTN Uganda mobile money platform, the MIPO platform that we have developed with the USE, then you benefit from a additional 5% bonus shares. 
So Ugandan using the MTN uh, MIPO platform will get 5 plus 5, which is 10% bonus shares. Unfortunately, Kenyans can only benefit from the East African 5% because they're, they're not yet on our network. <laughs> they should come and, and migrate and then buy an MTN line. They can also get the, the additional 5%. But that is how we've structured the incentive scheme, really, you know, to, to show that we are serious about the, the localization uh, ambition and objective that, uh, that we have. Awesome. And you mentioned the MIPO uh, platform, which for me is interesting because I think that's, uh, that's the first time um, within this region that we are having an IPO uh, uh, having to go uh, electronic or digital. Yeah. Maybe could you just uh, talk more about briefly about it uh, and you know the benefits that... So the MIPO platform was developed in collaboration with the USC, Uganda Securities Exchange. And actually we are riding on the SIM registration KYC that we have in our database when our customers onboarded. So we did the full SIM registration, national ID, photocopy or scan, let's call it a scan, biometric fingerprint verification that you are the true owner you know, of your ID card and then verified by NIRA, uh, which is the authority you know, holding the, the national database. So all that work was done over the years. So we have a beautiful, very compliant KYC SIM registration database and for you as an individual to open an SCD account with the USC, what is required is your national ID. So we have been able to leverage on the, the database that we are holding and customers now using their phone just by entering their national number, the national identification number, the NIN. We trigger our database. We verify that we have the correct KYC. We push it to the USC, they are pushing it to the broker, and they're giving you back as a customer your SCD number. So the onboarding, the opening up of an SCD account is gone completely digital. Okay, And then the second part of the menu is you can now use MTN Mobile Money to apply and pay for your shares. You've been given your SCD account number. Step two, apply and pay for your shares using MTN Mobile Money account. And then the third module, which will go live after we list, will allow you now to buy or sell MTN shares. So the ones that you applied for, that you've been allocated, in module three, you will be able to sell them now on the USE by also just using again your phone. So that, I think, is really uh, an amazing innovation the onboarding process, opening your SED account, fully digital, applying for shares, fully digital, paying for your shares, fully digital, using mobile money, and then selling your shares, again, fully digital. As and when we pay dividends, we will pay it again directly onto your mobile money line. So with the comfort, from the comfort of your home, house, wherever you are, just using your phone, you do the entire process of, you know, becoming a shareholder uh, of MTN Uganda. And I think really that should further enable uh, massive retail uptake. Yeah, that's, that's, that's really innovative. Uh, now I wish I would understand that. <laughs> <laughs> 
never too late to come. <laughs> the offer is open until the period is open until twenty second November. <laughs> uh, maybe now, when we when you look at the uh, at the USC, um, of course, there's there's been uh, liquidity issues, yeah, uh, and which is usually the case, which has been the case even uh, locally with our exchange uh, mm. as well. Um, should that be uh, a cause of concern for some investors who are looking to come in now? Uh, given that you're listing, uh, I think up to twenty percent of those of those shares. Yeah. So, with every institutional, professional, foreigner investor you talk to, the liquidity is the number one concern. Okay, yeah. that it's a fact. I mean, when you just look at the volumes, uh, figures don't lie. Okay, so liquidity is a concern. But now, what we are doing with the MIPO is exactly to address that concern. Because, yes, it's localization, and we explained how easy it is and blah, blah, all of that. But at the same time, if we get now 20 or 50,000 retail investors, they will want to sell their shares. Yeah. Not every of those retail investors is there for the long term. Some of them might buy or apply now in November and say, oh, there's school fees in February, let me sell my shares. Yeah. Or half of my shares. So by opening up that trading platform and having those 20 or 50 or 100,000 retail investors, we actually think that we're going to create a lot of trading in the secondary market, which then the professional institutional investors should feel happy about because we, we hopefully will have addressed part of the liquidity concern. So it's, it's one stone, you know, but two birds, eh? the localization and the after you know the secondary market trading that with the MIPO we think we will have addressed both concerns with the MIPO platform. Okay. I think going through your, your prospectus, um, uh, there was mentioned that uh, you will maintain a dividend payout ratio of about 60%. At least 60%. Is that something that the company is still committed to? At Absolutely. Least? No, that's our clear medium-term guidance at yeah. the minimum. Uh, is six would be sixty percent uh, payout of the profit uh, back to the shareholders as as dividends. Yes, great. Uh, so I, I think that that really means uh, as shareholders, especially for those who are coming in, uh, you know, in the medium to long term, there's there's a lot of value to gain from should uh, from be the yes. company. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, I think that then let's let's move uh, to then mobile money. Yeah, um, I think. Being in Kenya, obviously, <laughs> we speak about mobile money and Mpesa quite a lot. Sure. Uh, and mobile money is as well a big uh, revenue driver for uh, for MTN Uganda. Mm -hmm. um, but I think last year that was then separated into a different entity, mm -hmm. uh, although it's still uh, fully owned by uh, by MTN Uganda. Mm -hmm. uh, how do you see that affecting the prospects for the company in the medium to long term? So as you rightfully said, eh, there was an NPS Act, National Payment System Act, uh, from last year, September last year, which required us to create that separate legal entity, the MTN Mobile Money Company, okay, uh, which is 100% duly owned by MTN Uganda, uh, the listed company. Eh? So when you buy your shares in MTN Uganda, you're also getting all the proceeds and the economic uh, business benefits from the mobile money activity. Huh? Yeah. It's a separate legal entity for compliance purposes. Uh, we have our own license. The mobile money company has been issued uh, mobile money license by the central bank, the Bank of Uganda. Uh, so there's direct regulatory oversight on the mobile money activity by BOU. Just like the UCC, the Uganda Communication Commission, 
is giving direct regulatory oversight on the telco part of the business. Now, going forward, uh, this is a compliance requirement. We don't see how that could possibly negatively affect uh, the mobile money business. On the contrary, before we were in some kind of a hybrid arrangement where we were working under a non-objection letter issued to Standard Bank, our main escrow account holder. Now, we are working directly with BOU, which means that if we want to launch new products and services, uh, we talk directly to the BOU. Before we had to go through Standbig, uh, let them explain how it was working, and then let them obtain uh, the authorization from BOU to launch a new product. Now we have a seat at the table, literally. We are now sitting at the table and engaged directly with BOU, which we believe actually creates more opportunities for us to venture into the real fintech and banktech opportunity. The saving, lending, you know, insurance kind of products, uh, before we had to do them there through the bank. For us, we were like you know, uh, a partner of the bank. Now, we are the main partner and we're still working with banks, but we are engaging directly with BOU. So I think ultimately in the long term, it creates more opportunity. And it might, I have to be very careful what I'm saying now, but it might even, you know, lead us to a path where maybe one day we'll have the courage and say, let's, let's become a digital bank. Who knows? Because we are already directly supervised and regulated uh, by BOU anyway. Yeah, interesting. Uh, and I think that that fits into the long-term strategy of, of MTN becoming a, a digital-first platform. Uh, what you've just mentioned, the ability to now lay on top more uh, more fintech products like yes. savings, uh, yes. lending, and insurance. Yeah. Um, then, uh, just looking at uh, the mobile phone inter- uh, penetration levels in Uganda, mm. and as well the internet penetration levels, they're still quite low, uh, especially if you compare to, say, uh, Kenya or even Tanzania. Mm. Mm. Um, so, how is MTN positioned to then take advantage or champion that growth yeah. of a very young population that is just coming online? So. Massive growth opportunity is sitting in mobile internet. Okay, Mobile money, of course, we've spoken about, but mobile internet is as big in terms of growth opportunity because we are lagging behind. We are two, three years behind in terms of smartphone penetration. Let's just start with that. Only 30% of our base today has a smartphone. I remember in the beginning, I said 5.3 million data users out of a total of 15.7 million. That's one out of three. Okay, That's, that's low. Kenya, Tanzania are 50-60% smartphone penetration. So we need to get smartphones in the hands of our customers. How do we do that? Device financing. We're very big. Uh, we started a number of months ago. We're actually working, uh, collaborating with Mkopa, who's doing exactly the same uh, in Kenya with Safaricom device financing, smartphone device. And we try as much as possible to go directly to 4G devices. There's no more point trying to, you know, make an effort and do device financing and upgrade from 2G to 3G device. Can as well make the effort and go all the way and go from 2G directly to 4G device. So device financing is very big in terms of tapping into that opportunity of mobile internet growth. But you also need a network. To my earlier point, we need to keep on investing, investing and building the 4G data network you know, as and when the demand is going to come, the smartphones are kicking in, you need to have the right network to capture that traffic and to capture that revenue. And then thirdly, equally important, 
you need to make it relevant. A big challenge we have, especially when you go rural, is people don't see the need, the relevance to start using data. So you actually need to create the demand and localized content, localized digital content is a game changer for, you know, for your customers to start using data. So it is devices, network, and content. Those three, you know, put together in the right blend will deliver those mobile data revenue growth in the next few years. Yeah, awesome. I think that that quite covers it uh, clearly. And then now just looking at maybe uh, just some of the risks uh, and, you know, and just uh, future outlooks for the, both the company and uh, just the strategy. Um, what could be some of the risks uh, that MTN um, Uganda might face that investors need to know, especially those who are willing to, who want to come on board at this point in the IPO? There's always competition. Okay. Yeah. If we see a massive growth opportunity, <laughs> We're not the only ones who see that opportunity. Okay, let's yeah. be let's be fair. Yeah. Uh, it's not like uh, we are in a, on an island in isolation. Uh, there are other people who see uh, both on the telco side. Uh, although it's 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 a two-player market. I don't like saying that, but I mean the, on the ground that's the reality. Uh, I, I I I wish I hope we have a two plus two plus one player market because I think it's more healthy in the long term. So. We can expect maybe some some kind of uh, enhanced uh, effort by the regulator to 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 have a third player with some kind of sustainable viable market share. Uh, you cannot exclude, you know, that 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 would be the ambition of of the of the regulator to to avoid a duopoly and to have a two plus one. So there can be some kind of competition coming from the telco side. I do expect more competition from the fintech side on the mobile money side. Um, the NPS Act allows for quite a number of, I call them fintech OTTs, uh, to come into the market. Uh, of course, they need the smartphone penetration. Otherwise, you you have to do USSD and SMS, which then well, becomes quite expensive because if you have to co- cover that cost uh, as a fintech, you 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 very difficult to compete. But the the, the OTT, the fintech OTTs, are there. Uh, there are a few new players that have applied and obtained licenses to do mobile money. Uh, so there is going to be quite some competition. And the bigger the opportunity, the bigger the competition you can expect uh, to tap uh, in that opportunity. You're not alone. Okay? So definitely competition is, is, is a risk. Okay? But that's every business. Uh, every business. It's only the monopolies that uh, don't have that uh, risk of competition. And as I touched on it a little bit, uh, regulatory, uh, we are in a much better space than we were three years ago. The NPS Act on the fintech side and also the broadband policy on the telco side really created a very clear, transparent, straightforward framework to operate in on both sides of our business. But yeah, you're never never 100% sure. uh, Regulation can change. Uh, taxes can change, uh, so those are definitely risks that uh, that you need to be aware of. The question is, will it be just for MTN or will it be for the industry? Yeah. Okay, when it comes to tax, for example, it's usually industry wide. So, you know, you're all of in together. Uh, maybe it can slow down the industry growth uh, to a certain extent, like the OTT, uh, the famous or infamous OTT tax. Uh, it slowed down the, the growth of mobile data. Uh, the, the mobile money withdrawal fee tax, uh, the 0.5% withdrawal fee, 
in 2018 also slowed down the growth of mobile money for like six, nine months. And then we, you know, we were back on track. Uh, so those are risks that are there. Okay. Uh, we have a track record. I mean, historically, there have been some of those taxes uh, that slowed us down. But as an industry, you recover and you move on. So I think in the long term, with your long term investor, five, 10 years, I don't think you should be worried about that uh, too much. Um, so yeah, I think those are those are the main risks that uh, that our investors need to know, but that are in every business, uh, yeah. in every business. Which then brings me then to the question: What should they be most excited about? Uh, like now, what's uh, the opportunity? Especially uh, because I think for me, I've looked through uh, the prospectus, but mm. you know, uh, from your point of view, what should uh, they be most interested about when coming in uh, at this point? Uganda is an amazing investment destination, okay? We in Uganda not always see it the same way that people outside see it. When it comes to fast-moving consumer goods and telco, both telco and fintech, you can consider them, you know, as fast-moving consumer goods, yeah. okay? The, the, the population growth in Uganda is big. The population is young. The population is vibrant. So every year, okay, we have more than 1 million adults, you know, turning from 17 to 18 years, becoming adults, okay? There's growth guaranteed because of the demographics of the country, okay? On top of that, you have economic growth, 5 6% consistently, and what is ahead of us, we haven't even taken into account the, the, the oil opportunity that is coming in the next few years. So as a destination for investment, population growth, and economic growth are tick, tick, two big ticks and saying this is the right place to invest in, okay, in Uganda. The population is younger and it's f- growing faster than in Kenya and Tanzania. The economy is growing faster. Historically, we are, we are not halfway where you are on the GDP, so or GDP per capita. So we have a long way to catch up, okay? So we need to grow faster. So Uganda as a destination for investment is great in our kind of industry. Now, in particular about MTN Uganda, you add the mobile internet growth because of the low penetration currently. The growth ahead of us is bigger than in the neighboring countries on mobile data. And then you add the mobile money growth opportunity. So... I really, I really feel like this is a great opportunity for the, because of the country and because of the mobile money and mobile data growth in comparison with uh, where we're sitting uh, compared to our peers. Awesome. So then now that we, you know, we've mentioned uh, the opportunities, so how can both retail uh, and professional investors then uh, in Kenya and uh, the largest Africa participate in the IPO? So as much as we're promoting the MIPO, our own mobile money platform for Ugandans to subscribe. The USE has also a easy portal on the website. Okay. So everybody can go to the easy portal, the USE website, and the onboarding process is very similar. So as a Kenyan, you just have to enter your national ID and you will be able to open your, your SCD account with the USE. And then via your, you have to choose your broker. And then the normal process via bank transfer and all that, you'll be able to apply and pay for your shares. Uh, so it's also fully digital. 
uh, no need for paperwork and signatures and all of that. It's also going to be, or it is fully digital. Um, the only difference is that, you know, it's not via your phone, uh, but it's via the web portal, which, of course, you can also use your phone to go into the web portal. But uh, uh, we we haven't been able to integrate uh, with M-Pesa for you to do the payment <laughs> directly. Uh, not yet. Maybe, maybe, maybe it's coming. But I uh, just want to... Word of caution, uh, the, the period closes on 22nd November. Yeah. That is uh, another 12 days from now. Uh, so people really interested in participating, uh, don't wait too long uh, because uh, uh, we only got authorization uh, last week from CMA Kenya. We're very grateful that we obtained that authorization to, to do marketing. Okay? Uh, everybody could participate all over the world uh, starting you know, 11th October when the period opened. Yeah. But uh, we got specific authorization from CMA Kenya to do a marketing campaign uh, in Kenya, you know, to talk directly uh, to retail investors about this investment opportunity. So we are remaining with about yeah, two weeks at most. Uh, so this is, uh, I think, an opportunity to, as East Africans, to to participate and to feel united. Uh, our our big boss, uh, Ralph Mkrita, the group CEO, uh, was very passionate about giving the retail incentive, not just to Ugandans, but to East Africans. Because MTN, what we stand for, you know, Pan-African company, uh, present in more than 20 countries on the continent, uh, he felt very passionate and said, uh, let's open up this incentive to all East Africans. Let's not limit it to Ugandans only. Uh, and yeah, here we are. That's why, uh, that's why we felt let's go and do some roadshows and advertising in Kenya. And tell them about the opportunity. Awesome. I think that's that's a perfect way to end to end the conversation. Thank you Great. very much again for Thanks, Eric. the time to me. It was a pleasure. And for answering the questions. Absolutely. Yeah.